variety is the spice of life, but is your desire for novelty, newness, and dare I say more excitement in your business actually destroying your chances of creating a sustainable business and most importantly, having a thriving lifestyle? Well, today on Beyond the Session with Aisha, we are going to talk about how your desire to keep things fun and interesting in your business could actually be ruining your life. Now, you've heard me talk about this many times before that the goal of this podcast is to help people get a return on their investment for their graduate degree. Many people set out in graduate school to at least get a job after graduation. And some of us do more or less within the first year, year and a half of graduating, but most of us do not have a job that is paying us a livable wage. Now I've had many conversations with strangers on the internet about what it really means to make a livable wage and the gig economy and all of that. But I'm here to tell you where I stand on this is if you cannot pay your household bills, if you do not have the opportunity to not think about money and it doesn't give you heart palpitations, then frankly, you do not have a livable wage. Now, there could be a situation where your expenses are more than your income that you're generating from your W-2 position. And that is a situation where you can talk to a money expert, like a financial advisor to see how you can reduce your expenses without reducing the quality of your life. But overall, when you enter into entrepreneurship, you're taking control of your financial security. And so by you listening to this podcast, you're taking ownership and saying, you know what? Yes, I run a business and yes, I have the desire to secure my financial future, whether it's just you or you have a family emerging or you're cohabitating or taking care of your parents or family of origin, whatever your situation is. This podcast is made for you if you are wanting to keep the private practice you work so hard to build and build a premium mental health business. You're already in the throes of running a business and you want to keep it going for years and years to come. Now, one of the pitfalls that I see with people in the mental health industry is that they build this business and then, you know, they're convinced me that I need to niche. I need to have a clinical specialty and a population that I need to serve. Great. I've done that. Great. I've created a service or a product for those groups of people and people are buying that product. But then what often happens is that people start to get bored with their business and they're not excited by it anymore. And that is just human nature. You are going to feel a little bit uneasy at the fact that things are a little bit easier than they were before, but do not get sidetracked by this boredom. If you are a fellow meditator like me, there is a difference between hot boredom and cool boredom. And if you want to go down a rabbit hole later on, just let me know, send me an email and we can go into that. But overall, what you're experiencing as boredom is actually your brain or dare I say society trying to convince you that you should always be striving for something. This is one of the things that actually destroys businesses that are going in a very steady, smooth direction. If you are generating enough money to have your business going and to pay yourself a livable wage, 
it really doesn't make sense to change anything dramatically that is going to veer you off course. So for example, if you are offering individual therapy and you have your client inquiry form installed, you have your website polished up, and you really don't have to work very hard at all to refill your caseload when folks graduate from therapy, and then you start to feel bored by your business, I'm here to tell you that don't change anything about your business that's already working. Maybe you want to add a new service. Maybe you want to add a new product. Great. But the things that are working, don't touch them. The reason why you don't want to touch them is that if you have an optimized system that's working for your clients and working for you, and then you start to finagle with it because you're bored, chances are you're going to adjust something that is not going to give you the same results that you did before. An example that I can give you, some therapists come to me and they say, you know what, you know, I want to pivot and I want to start serving a different audience. Great. Tell me more about that. And then they give me the reason as to why they want to serve a new audience. And there is no proof of concept. This audience hasn't risen their hand and said that they want to work with them in a new way. They haven't done any market research. Really, it's just a gut feeling and intuition. And by no means should we ignore our our gut or our intuition, but we need to be making data-driven decisions when it comes to running your business and not just feeling-based decisions. So if you do have this intuition or this gut feeling, then chase that down with facts so that you can make sure that you are running a business that's sustainable and not a business that is built off of pipe dreams. A real world example that I could give you of businesses or business owners, entrepreneurs, and dare I say, you know, budding billionaires have done is that they have stuck to what they knew. They stuck to what people were buying and then they expanded slowly over time. So you all may be very familiar with the problematic but yet popular company Apple. And Apple started off as a computer company. So they decided that they were going to build computers. And then eventually over time, as people were saying, yes, Apple computers are great. You don't have an Apple. You should have an Apple they decided to expand into cell phones. So did Apple say to themselves, you know what? Everybody loves our computers. What we're going to do is venture off into create refrigerators. No, they didn't. They decided to go where the market was going. Market was going towards using cellular devices. They thought, hey, we've been very innovative with the computer. Let's see if we can be innovated with the telephone. And once they were innovative and created the iPhone, then they established themselves again with creating a high quality product. Then they expanded into tablets, but Apple still does not have refrigerators. So I hope you're seeing this as an example of, yeah, you can expand. Yes, you can diversify your portfolio, which I highly recommend, but it's the direction you diversify, which is really going to either keep you on your path or veer you off onto a very treacherous road. The second example I can give you is Beyonce. So we all know that Beyonce has been in the airwaves lately in more ways than one. And if you know nothing about Beyonce, I'll give you a little recap on her story. So she started off with a girl group called Destiny's Child, and they were very popular. And I owned many of their CDs growing up. 
And then Beyonce decided to expand and go into a solo career. So she didn't abandon the girl group and say, you know what? The girl group was great. I'm going to stop singing and hang up my hat. No, she said, "Hmm, people are finding me interesting. I've noticed that the fans are geared in this direction. So I'm going to try a solo career. And she stuck with it. And Beyonce is still rocking and rolling in her solo career. And it wasn't until recently, specifically with within a couple of weeks of me recording this podcast that she decided that she was going to expand her genre from not just pop and R&B, but country. And so she has been getting mixed reviews about her country music, but on the side of TikTok that I'm on, it's mostly favorable. Even people that have been steeped in country music, they are supporting Beyonce's country music career. So what does this have to do with you running your mental health business? Well, Beyonce decided to branch off into something a little bit different late in her career. She didn't just hop up on the scene last year. She decided, hey, I'm going to stick with this pop R&B situation. I'm going to collaborate with different artists along the way. And then I'm going to do something real exciting and pretty wild that maybe some people would not have been able to predict. And that's going into country music. So I want to ask you, what is the thing that is adjacent to what you're doing, but a little bit off the beaten path? That could be the variety that you're looking for in your mental health business. I can also give you an example for my private practice. So my private practice in real-time wellness, I specialize in treating anxiety disorders. And there are some anxiety disorders that I do not treat. One of them being OCD, because I believe that OCD specialists are just salt of the earth folks, and they have a very unique skill set. And I refer people who need OCD treatment to OCD specialists. Speaking of OCD specialists, I have a dear individual client that's in the strategic incubator. She's an OCD specialist and she is rocking it on her podcast. She was able to secure a paid sponsorship shortly after she had finished a 12-week program with me at the end of 2023. And now we are working together individually and she just continues to mark goals off of her list as she is building her financial security and more importantly, learning how to thrive beyond the session. She's not centering her business to the point where this is the end all be all. She is actually building a business so that it supports her life and the life that she wants to live with her family. So if you want to check out her podcast, it's called Bossing Up, Overcoming OCD with Erin Davis, and a link to her podcast is in the show notes. My private practice specializes in treating anxiety disorders with the exception of a few. And so I positioned myself that way. I told people I was an anxiety specialist. Now, how did I come up with this? It was the years of experience that I had prior to starting my private practice that allowed me to recognize my skill and working with people that were experiencing acute anxiety symptoms as well as chronic anxiety symptoms. So in your mental health clinician journey, what are the things that have stood out to you as like, you know what? this is really exciting for me. This is a skill that I have. And I want to continue supporting people that need the skills that I have. Now, the second specialty that I do not widely share because 
as you have listened to this podcast, this is referred to as a back end offer. I also offer anger management because in my experience, I've noticed an intersection between anxiety, relief, and anger management. Many of my clients that come to me, they experience anxiety fueled anger. And so I decided, you know what? Anger is something that is really exciting for me to talk about and how people treat, especially people who are socialized as women. And so I started doing this work with my clients who were asking for it. And as I'm fine tuning the work that we are doing together, that is what's happening at the same time is I am curating an offer that I will present to people who are not clients over time. But as of right now, the anger management services that I offer are only available to current therapy clients. So notice how you can have a service that you're creating or even a product that you're creating that's only available to current clients because you are one, trying to figure out the ins and outs and the details, or maybe it's just something where you recognize this is well-suited for people that have been working with me for a while. Whatever the reason is, notice that there is still a connection there. I didn't decide to start offering anger management because it was something that was fun to do, right? Like I've worked in the anger management sphere for quite some time now. I'm actually coming up on my 10-year anniversary of completing my graduate program, which is exciting. But all in all, when you are recognizing an opportunity for a new service or even a new population, to serve, find out and just ask yourself for proof. Have my current clients been asking me for this or is this something that I just want to do? If it is just something you want to do, you still need to find an audience and paying clients who are interested in what you have to offer. I do the same thing with my consulting work as well. So you know that I offer a group coaching program, the Blissful Booking Accelerator, which is coming up for enrollment. It is opening up On Monday, March 18th, if you have been waiting to get in, this is your opportunity to, at the very least, get on the wait list. And the best way to get on the wait list is to take the path to a thriving private practice assessment. You can go to AishaArshabaz.com backslash thriving. And once you take that fun Cosmo meets BuzzFeed quiz, then you will get six days worth of resources. And if you make it through the six days of resources, then you know for a fact that you are well-suited to receive coaching services from me. And I don't say that to brag. I'm saying that because the work that my coaching clients and consulting clients do in their business to reach their goals is work. It's not passive. It's not put your feet up, you know, kick your heels off sort of work. They are doing work day in and day out to make sure that they're building a business that supports them and the lifestyle that they want to have. Now, at some point they will be able to relax because they put in all that work, time, energy, effort, attention, and focus. But I'm here to tell you that if you want something that you're just going to be coasting along, you might as well go to the curriculum suite and do your self-paced work where you can have things on demand and on your timetable. But if you want that extra accountability, again, you can join the wait list for the Blissful Booking Accelerator, which opens in just a few weeks. Or you can sign up to become an individual coaching client in my new mastermind or in the strategic incubator. And those links are also linked 
in the show notes below as well. Just keep in mind that I only accept three new individual clients every quarter. And so again, if you're new to the show, we're talking about every three months. So January, February, March, within those three months, I only take three new individual clients. Variety. When you are thinking about building up variety in your business, it's important that you are doing it in a way that is driven by data and not necessarily only driven by facts. Because frankly, if you are bored by your business and you are making enough money to sustain the business and also to sustain your life, then I would encourage you to find variety beyond the session. Focus on your life. If your business is the center of your being, you are always going to be grasping to make it bigger and better and more fun. Frankly, the more boring your business is, the likelihood it's going to make it to that 10-year mark. And that is another goal that I have for my coaching clients is that they can keep their business in a profitable state for at minimum 10 years. And this stat doesn't come out of nowhere. 10 years is because most businesses fail before the 10-year mark. I think the current stats is about more than 80% of businesses do not make it to the 10-year mark. And so you didn't go through all of this just to have your business fail. And 10 years is, is a big deal. So if you are excited to reach your 10-year milestone, I would be more than happy to support you. So overall, the moral of the story is if you have too much variability in your job, then do one thing for yourself beyond the session. Maybe it's pick up a new hobby. Maybe it's traveling somewhere. Maybe it's taking off an extra day because if you feel like you can't fill your time, maybe that productivity monster is coming after you and saying you should be doing work. No, you don't need to be doing any more work than you're already doing if all of your needs are being met. And I know that some folks that listen to this show, they're feeling burnt out and overwhelmed. Take care of your burnout before you try to accomplish all of these big things in your business, because you're going to need energy in order to run your business. You're not doing anybody any favors, you, your family, your friends, and certainly not your clients, if you are trying to run your business when your gas tank is on E. So take care of yourself, whether that's making your doctor's appointments, scheduling therapy sessions, spending quality time with your friends and family. Get out of that burnout pit before you try to build your business or else you're just going to be spewing all of that chaotic energy and you know better than anybody that nothing can grow in a toxic environment. We might be able to pretend that it can, but we all know the reality of that. Don't be a wellness hypocrite. Take care of yourself the same way that you want your therapy clients to take care of themselves. If you have any questions about today's episode, I would love to hear from you. And certainly when you are ready to take on the challenge of building a sustainable business so that you can get to a place of stability. And then that maintenance phase, that is the epitome of running a business is getting to that maintenance phase. I would love to support you in that. You can send me an email and I will send you a list of case studies where I have worked with specific clients and they were able to get specific results because they took action. This has been Beyond the Session with Aisha. Take care, talk soon, and keep thriving.